2: Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, and we're being by Pete Donaldson. Pete, what wow. you doing?
1: What, what the, what the hell just happened there? You got excited. Your mouth's still full of uh, cream cologne from last show. <laughs> cream cologne. When I see okay. you on the
2: screen, all thoughts just dissipate from my mind. I just yeah. fill with I'm, excitement. I'm like
1: mind emptier. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, how you doing? How you getting on? I'm not. I clearly I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, exactly. I'm, it's not like you haven't got a, a bottle of coffee in your hands just constantly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, once again, it's twenty-four minutes past eleven. Uh, in the morning for, for 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 us in the UK, and uh, it's very late for you, relatively late, and you're seven thirty hammering da- 7:30 hammering PM. down the coffee, hammering down the coffee at seven thirty p.m. Oh. outrageous. But I'm glad that uh, when I appear on the screen, I you you, you know, it just completely melts your <laughs> melts your head. I'm like the uh, men in black uh, refresh <laughs> refresh sticks, whatever you call them <laughs> <laughs> refresh. What is that no, called? Cool? Like the sticks. the nebulizer thing. Yeah, what your... they call it, like bang, and you just it just absolutely wipes your brain. Refresh
2: stick. That sounds a lot better than whatever it was in the film. Neuralizer. Neuralizer, innit?
1: Yeah. Neuralizer, there we go.
2: Oh, I love Men in Black, <laughs> but not the second one or the third one. No, I think there's a fourth one. They were all rubbish, but the first one was good. Um, I think the reason I did slip up, I think I can count on one, maybe two hands, how many times I've screwed up the intro to the Braun japan podcast over the last three years Hmm. this is like time number seven um so i'm pretty good i'm pretty good i know how to talk i'm good (laughs) the reason is though i ate loads of tonkatsu deep fried pork with rice about half an hour before the show and now it's starting to hit and you'll just hear me collapse in about 10 minutes it's quite a heavy meal (laughs) it's quite heavy it's quite heavy deep fried pork love it but uh I'm gearing up for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day, wacky weekend filming with Connor, and not just Connor uh, either. Uh, We've got a special guest, who I call Natsuki.
1: He's coming along as well for a wacky oh, weekend no, oh, special. Dear. Two dirty boys and Chris Broad in a room in a, in a, uh, in, a <laughs> in a in a succession of love hotels. How many love hotels are you going to be hitting this week this weekend? <laughs>
2: Well, this is for the Abroad in Japan channel. As you know, we, uh, we alternate between Sea dog channels, Sea dog VA and uh, Abroad in Japan. And when wow. it's Connors ones, it's just a love hotel. So that's a rule of thumb. If it's Wacky Weekend on Sea dog VA, it's some bloody love hotel. If it's Abroad in Japan, you get quality, <laughs> quality content, nothing quality but the content. best. Um, last time we went to, what, the worst hotel in Japan. And mm. this time we're going to go to an abandoned hotel. I'm going to get revenge on Connor and I'm going to tell him that we're going to like a really nice beautiful like onsen hot spring and mm. then just rock up a, a massive abandoned haunted hotel. So that's <laughs> Is that your plan? my version of revenge. Yeah. And Natsuki's <laughs> going to be there. I don't know we'll have Natsuki burst out of a cupboard and go Ugh, halfway through.
1: Yeah. Does Connor know about it yet? Does Connor know about the fact that Natsuki's going to be appearing at some point?
2: Uh, he does. So that can't oh. work, can it? Oh,
1: well, and we don't really. want to stage it. That'll be sad. I'll be very sad. I'll just, I'll just get someone else to burst out of a cupboard. Yeah. Or Natsuki. You're very, very into cupboard yeah. bursting at the moment, are you? That's kind of your. It's got to be a cupboard in there thing. somewhere.
2: It <laughs> needs to be a cupboard. If it's a wacky weekend, it's got to be a cupboard. I love the way Wacky Weekend is just morphing slowly but surely into Journey Across Japan. In all but name,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's now Journey Across Japan. Oh, it's God. It's Journey Across Japan, three, four, five, and six. Bloody hell. But that'd uh, no, be fun. We'll see what happens.
2: But yeah. also, I also found um, an abandoned theme park about an hour north of Sendai. Um, I say theme park. It's like a merry-go-round and a Ferris wheel that are abandoned. Right, okay. But it does, look cool, it does look a little bit like Pripyat in uh, mm. Chernobyl. Chernobyl area. So, you know, we could do something there. Get on the Ferris wheel, break it, <laughs> roll down the hill.
1: like a Cartoon. I've, Should be I've fun. Been on, I've been on, for the past few weeks, I think I've been on a roller coaster every single week. That's not good, is it? I'm just constantly on roller coasters, mate. Constantly is that a metaphor for
2: life or an actual, you've been on a real roller coaster? Life is,
1: yeah, life is a roller coaster. No, no, actual, actual roller coasters. So I've just been, I've just happened, there's a load of roller coasters down the end of our road because uh, it's near South End. And uh, yeah, just been um, getting getting on roller coasters for various reasons with um, kids who have rocked up at our house. I was like, do you want to go on the roller coasters? Yeah, cool. And then I've just been <laughs> spending a lot of time on roller coasters. Well, that is fantastic, Pete. I'm glad you've mm. been having fun at the
2: <laughs> roller coasters of theme park. Have you been to, um, how, many, how many places have you been
1: in Japan, theme park wise? Zero, zero done? theme parks. The only theme oh. park I've, like, my mate Gav um, booked a holiday with his uh, then partner, bought a couple of tickets to, I think, Universal Studios, and mm. then he. Um, Uh, He split up with uh, said girlfriend and so he just went to Universal Studios by himself um, and just got pissed and went on all the rides. uh, He had a good time, though, it seems. I think depending on what day you catch him on, he either says he had a great time or he had a sad time. But uh, (laughs) it looked quite fun. It looked looked quite uh, awesome. Go to a theme park and get pissed. It sounds
2: like an Abroad <laughs> Japan live show in the making, yeah. uh, to be honest. But no, next time you come over, I'll take you to some of my favorites. One of my best, one of my favorite ones is uh, Nasu Highland Park in Tochigi, not far from Nikko. And it's a, a big piece. theme park. There's like four or five roller coasters. And every time I've been there, there's about seven people there. And that's mm. not an exaggeration. There's like seven or eight people. <laughs> I went with Natsuki uh, the first time. And they've also got a mascot. Um, that's like Woody the Woodpecker in all but name. They've literally ripped off Woody the Woodpecker, but they've called it Whoopi the Woodpecker. So it's good. Booty and you get, get to wo- avoid copyright pe- infringement. Whoopi <laughs> the Woodpecker.
1: Are you looking up Whoopi the, the Woodpecker? Woodpe- pe-па- Pepper would be the most expensive uh, <coughs> license you could buy. <laughs> Woody the Woodpecker. I don't think anyone really cares about that character at all. No one's favorite character is Woody the bloody Woodpecker, is it? I'll go and
2: extort them. I'll be like, give me some free tickets into <laughs> theme park, or I'm telling the owners of Woody the Woodpecker about your relentless copyright infringement. But uh, it's yeah. great because, because of seven people, when the roller coaster, you go around it once, and then they're like, mm. time to get off. And you can just sort of go, no, can I stay on? And they go, yes, because <laughs> you're the only people on the ride. And they hit the button again, you go around. Yeah. And I did that four times with that skill, one roller coaster, round and around. It was brilliant. So let's do that. <laughs> um, we've got a story this week from <laughs> Luca. Uh, ciao, Chris and Pete. My name's Ooh. Luca, long-time listener and Italian video game developer living in the UK. Back in 2018, me and a friend, uh, Simone, went to Japan for a two-week trip during the Christmas New Year period. For the New Year's Eve, uh, we had conflicting plans on what to do. I wanted to spend the night at a Japanese temple. This is the Sensoji temple in Asakusa, as seen in last month's video with Ryotari. And he wanted to go clubbing, my friend. Uh, So we came to a compromise that we'd spend time at the temple until midnight and then go clubbing in Shibuya right after. Uh, The first half of the night was pretty amazing. But after a couple of hours in the club, with the excuse of being very tired, which I actually was, I mentioned to him that I was planning to go back. Uh, this would have been fine, except I was the only one with the portable rental Wi-Fi. So, which, uh, so I was a bit worried about him. He told me, don't worry. And that he knew he knew exactly how to get back. So, so, oh God, I think we know where this is heading. So I just went with the flow and went back to our hotel. I fell asleep quickly and I never woke up until he finally came back. Huh. I checked the time and it was around 8am. Surprised by the late hour, I asked, how did it go? And uh, why had he stayed out so late? Uh, as we had to get up early and go to Akihabara the next day. Still half drunk, he looked at me and started recounting what happened. Apparently, he was so drunk and tired that after getting on the train, uh, I I think it was the Shibuya line, he had fallen asleep (laughs) inside the train carriage. After a while, he was woken up by someone, opened his eyes and realized the Japanese man was shaking him and calling him. It was the train cleaner telling him to get off as he he had to clean the train. He got off wondering where the train had stopped and to his surprise, he was still in Shibuya. The train had done a full circle and the first stop (laughs) was also the last. He had to get out of the station to enter on the other side and take the next train again to get back to the hotel. But the ticket machine was not accepting his Suica card. He called for help and after some trouble communicating, he managed to explain what happened and figured out the ticket machine was not accepting his card because he was going out the same station as the one he'd gotten in. Uh, Finally, the guy let him through and he jumped on the next train. Here again, he fell asleep on the train and was was woken up by the same guy, shaking him, looking confused (laughs) as to why he had to wake up the same foreigner on the same train twice (laughs) in one night. Embarrassed, he got off. And finally, on his third trip, he decided to do the whole trip standing and managed to reach the hotel safe uh, though very tired the moral of the story is don't fall asleep on trains in Japan uh, it might end up in embarrassing situations I mean that's that's a rule of life in general isn't it Luca don't, don't sleep yeah. on the train that much but uh, thank you guys can't wait to hear the next episode of the podcast all the best Luca from Italy I mean incredible that's a weird one because the line in question if it's the Yamanote line which does go in a yeah. circle it just keeps going right it
1: just keeps going and yeah. going
2: so, he got so very lucky
1: to find himself in the same place that in which he started. I think, um, but there, I, is no I've admit, there is no cleaner. There is no cleaner.
2: There is like they, they don't they 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 close the train after everyone's gone and it's sort of like mm. three or four o'clock in the morning, right? So the trains stop working. I think one p.m. in Tokyo, and then they reopen right. at about four thirty. So there's like a three hour window where people can clean. So I don't know how this worked. I'm inclined to think it wasn't a cleaner. It was just a guy. On the train, he might have just been sitting there, just going round in circles. You reckon? I don't
1: know. I don't know, it's, it's odd. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I'm yeah. not sure. You just
1: don't know, do you? I d- you just don't know. I think um, my mate did that on New Year's Eve on the uh, Northern Line uh, in, oh, in, God. In, in London. He fell asleep at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock. Um, fell asleep on the Northern Line, went up to, what's the top <laughs> of the, the Northern Line? Morden, and then down to, what's the bottom? North London. Stockwell? Whatever the bottom line is. Um, yeah, just up and down, up and down, up and down like several <laughs> times. Surprised he didn't lose his wallet. Uh, and yeah, and woke up like at two o'clock in the morning um, when, when all of the tubes closed and his, his, his wife, his now wife, was uh, f- absolutely fuming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a bit more dangerous falling asleep on
2: the Northern Line than on the Yamanote yeah, Line. Just a little bit. <laughs> that takes bulls. <laughs> bulls or stupidity. Mm. Speaking of bulls, this week's story revolves around gotcha Capsules, which are balls, aren't they? Yeah. Ball shape. That's a clever little segue there. Was that was good by my standards? Usually it's a very cumbersome affair, launching into yeah. a new story. But uh, yeah, Japanese Gacha capsule vending machines now sell random destination airplane tickets. Uh, this seems right up your street, Mr. Holiday, Mr. I'm going to Lithuania next Tuesday. Um, imagine going to an airport, Using a gaps a Gachapon machine and just not knowing where you're going. That is the (laughs) reality that is soon coming to Japan. Peach Airlines, the low-cost airline, which is kind of like the EasyJet or the Ryanair of Japan or the Southwest Airlines, uh, they're doing something where in each capsule, so basically you go to the airport, there's a Gachapon machine, little vending machines, you put your money in, and open it up, and it'll tell you where you're going that day on the airplane for a round-trip airplane ticket. Um, Technically, it's a code to exchange through Peach's Point Mileage Service, but the end result was the same. So you buy a capsule, get a round-trip fare Mm. to one of, I think, 10 or 12 12 destinations. Um, Mm. Let's see which ones we've got here. Um, So I think it starts at Hanada Airport in Tokyo, uh, and you can go to Sapporo, Chitose Airport. That's a good one. You can Mm. go to Memanbetsu. Where the dickens is that? that? Oh, it's in in Hokkaido. Never heard of that one. Kushiro, that's also in Hokkaido. So three places in Hokkaido. Uh, Kansai International Airport. That's an easy one. Osaka. Mm. Fukuoka Airport. Nagasaki, Miyazaki, Oita. These are all in Kyushu. And Kagoshima. Uh, And also Naha uh, in Okinawa. New Ishigaki in Okinawa. And uh, Amami Oshima. Also in Okinawa. So three in Okinawa, four in Kyushu, and three in Sapporo. So these are all pretty far-flung destinations, right? And mm. this is the best bit, right? How much do you think this costs, Pete, without looking at the news story?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, so like, I've been on uh, Peach before, and like most tickets are around about 150 uh, quid, uh, 150 right. pounds in, in, in British money. It's
2: about 20,000 yen, right? Or $200. Mm. Well, this incredible thing... Is an incredible offer, is 5,000 yen, $46 each. That oh. is absurdly cheap. That's very good, actually. Ooh. Bloody hell. Uh, to go there and back, you know, that's usually the price of, like, one way. Um, what else? What, what are the other stipulations, though? Uh, it's cheap. At, so that's really cheap, but uh, your departure date isn't at random, thankfully, and you can redeem the tickets any time between your purchase, uh, between the purchase of the capsule and March 31st. So...
1: Absurdly Incredible. generous, yeah. Bloody hell! I mean, it, it, I mean, presumably you can stipulate when when you're travelling and stuff. It's not just uh, you have to leave next Tuesday and come back next Wednesday. <laughs> Why aren't you doing this, Chris? This is a video waiting to happen. And then you, you know, Somebody's you get on flight. Me, exactly, someone's going to beat you. So that, that's the spirit, Chris. That's the but spirit. who? But
2: who? <laughs> Defeatist attitude from a Japan there. Um Yeah. Apparently, it's the program by Peach is called the Tabikuji Journey Lottery and right. uh, the available tickets depend on which of two machines you can buy them from. Uh, for the Haneda tickets, they'll be on uh, they'll be in Tokyo on the sixth floor of the Shibuya Parkour Shopping Centre, while the Kansai tickets, obviously you can also get them from Kansai uh, in Osaka, you can buy them on the fourth floor of the Shinsai Bashi Parkour in Osaka. So two big shopping malls, one in Osaka, one in Tokyo, each one with a vending machine, which will send you to one of 12 destinations in japan's most extreme places hokkaido okinawa Mm. kyushu where would you go on that list so we got hokkaido thrice (laughs) you've got ishigaki which is uh ryotaro's favorite holiday destination it's kind of like the most southern point of okinawa it's a beautiful place apparently um and lots of kyushu
1: which i know you've you've traveled Mm. and explored but which where would you go where'd you go I'd, I'd definitely be looking at, uh, I think is beautiful, Fukuoka as Kagashima. well. I think those two are my, those two are the big ones. I think I've been to most of those, uh, well, not most of them, but uh, some of those airports in, in Kyushu. But yeah, I would rec- I definitely want to travel west rather than east from Tokyo.
2: Yeah, I've only been to Okinawa once and it was good, but very hot, when in August, bad move, don't mm. do that. And uh, <laughs> I went with lots of influencer people as well, lots of YouTubers, so it was very much a, YouTubey holiday. So right. I would vote for Okinawa, but of the three islands, I don't know which one I'd go for. Naha is the, the main island um, with the the capital of Okinawa. Ishigaki mm. is Ryotaro's favorite island. So you might run into Ryotaro there. So that's a reason to not go there. Not and go there. Amami Oshima <laughs> is another one of Ryotaro's favorite islands. He might be there as well. Give that one a miss. No, Amami Oshima is supposed to be really nice. It's one of the few mm islands in Japan that's been completely untouched. They've, I think it's got sort of a world heritage status. Um, so it's quite natural and mm. there's not many convenience stores. So I would go with Naha just because I reckon it'd be quite fun to have a look around there for two weeks. And also there's a sort of Western style hotel resort. And I honestly, I want to go on holiday, but I want nothing more to just sort of sit on a beach for a week and just splash around in the water, read a book and do absolutely fuck all. And that is why, yeah, don't rub it in. Damn you. (laughs) I'm going to Naha. I'm going to get this 5,000 yen ticket and I'm going to rub it in your face. I'm going to roll around in the (laughs) sea, splash around like a porpoise and film it in 4K (laughs) and send it to you. Damn you. But yeah, that's pretty cool. So if you're in Japan, if you're one of our few listeners in Japan and not Sweden, uh, which is where most of our listeners seem to be, uh, head on down to Shibuya Parkour Building, the sixth floor, yeah. and snap up a vending machine. Snap up a, a, a Tabby QG lottery ticket, rather. Uh, God knows where you'll end up. But uh, we'll be back in a moment with The fax Machine, your questions and stories this week.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
2: With the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? And I've dropped my pen.
1: Oh, we got a message from George, who's a patron supporter who lives in Canberra, Australia, or as I like to call it, shit. (laughs) Don't (laughs) be so cruel. (laughs) Greetings, Chris and Ikeman Pete. Um, Before discovering a channel, I'd never heard of sake. I had the opportunity to try it (gasps) in a Japanese restaurant, and I thought it was awful tastes like pure ethanol. Since that moment of horror, oh, I decided I would never touch sake again unless I get it in Japan. With that, I was wondering, how would you introduce sake to someone who has never had it before, or in my uh, case, had very bad sake, and hopefully get them to like it? Thanks for the content, lads. George, how would you get people excited, uh, Chris, about I'll sake? give them this.
2: I'll give them a, a cup of one cup sake. Straight from the Lawsons. <laughs>
1: oh, you put I'd that get away, them this grotesque man. Absolutely I would... grotesque. I would give them
2: an offer they couldn't refuse. I would tell them, I will give you the finest sake in Japan, which only costs about 2,000 yen. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like wine. You can get really good wine for like 20 quid. I would say, I'll, I will I will give you, I will show you the finest sake in all of Japan from the rivers yeah. of Gunma, the streams of the mountain streams of <laughs> Japanese Alps. But before that, you've got to down an entire one cup sake in 10 minutes first. <laughs> and only if and when they could do that, George, then I would reward them with the sake. They so badly deserve. I actually, uh, I was doing a video about two or three weeks ago in, uh, what's it called? It's a town basically on the coastline around here. Um, And Mm. I was introduced to a guy who runs a sake brewery actually. And he had won loads of awards and his sake in question was on the first class cabin of A&A the the best Japan airline no offence to Japan airlines actually I better not say that I might have a sponsor job with them one day I, all the airlines in Japan are great <laughs> but it, his his sake was on a a which is a good airline right. and uh, it's okay yeah and I I drank it and I on it no, I, I, no word of a lie I put it in my mouth I sipped it and my eyes lit up and I think I went fuck oh my god this is it this is good like you know when you just try <laughs> something and it's it. so good like I do drink a fair yeah. bit of sake But this was special. I don't know how he'd done Mm. it. I don't know what he'd done, but it was so perfectly smooth. It was like drinking flavoured water that had a nice little bit of a kick at the back of your throat. It was so Mm. smooth and so drinkable and so just bloody brilliant. I think I shook his hand Uh, there and then. I sort of grabbed (laughs) his hand and shook it and went, you've done it. You've won. And also that Saki had won won the Saki Awards in France, Uh, (laughs) which... A coveted award. That's where I'd have them. Which, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a European sake award or something, but he'd won it basically. Right, okay. And I knew how and I knew why there and then. So I need to, rem- I need to remember the, the, the brand basically. So I'll come back next week. Please remind me. And I'll tell you what that is because it was the best sake I've ever had. But also that um, yeah. we did have some good sake in a video with Ryotaro earlier this year in a video called What $200 Buys You at a Japanese Hotel? I think. Mm. And uh, that sake, we drank it in a forest from the very spring where the, the water came from. So that was a good brand. Mm. can't remember what it was called, but it was brilliant. So do some research. I'm no expert on sake brands, but I do know it's not too difficult to find a good one. Just avoid one cup sake, George. Uh, but mm. know this, Nihonshu, Japanese sake. If you, get the, if you get the right brand, it will change everything. And it's so much more easy to drink than wine. And it's magical sitting in the Japanese izakaya, sitting in a bar drinking your sake. And of course, you can get the sake heated as well as atsukan, which I didn't know until I got here. You get it heated up. Have you ever had this, Pete? Like hot sake, warm sake, rather?
1: Well, I think I think even like cheap sake sort of almost tastes quite good simply because um, it, when it's warm, because it it kind of it feels like a bit of a treat. And on a, on a cold day, mm. I think uh, it's it's up there with the very best uh, gluvine. And, and and stuff like that. Uh, I love warm sake. I think it's brilliant where they put, have it in that little sort of um that little cardboard box they have, that little yeah, kind of yeah, resin yeah. box they use and it overflows <laughs> into there. It's oh, resin it's a box treat on a cold day.
2: Resin box. It is good. It is good, yeah. <laughs> you you get a little glass, don't you? And they get a little wooden box and they put the cup mm. in there and then they tip the sake in out of a bottle. Uh, it, then it overflows over the glass and spills out into the sort of the wooden box, which you then drink out of as well. Can't be beat on a cold winter's day. I'm sure we did it on Hokkaido that time, um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's that's sucker for you, George. Enjoy that's it, find it a good brand, it. <laughs> have it, and yeah. thanks for your support on Patreon. Um, what a legend? We got one here from Shaw Rooney, who says, "All right, boys, I just thought I would email in to say I find it funny that Chris slags Pete for his accent and how he has to have an interpreter there to understand him, being a very bro- being a very broad Glaswegian." I couldn't imagine Chris trying to talk to me. On that note, how much of an issue do you think a very strong accent would be to understand in Japan? All the best, Shaw Rooney from Glasgow. Uh, yeah. I think if you're from Glasgow, you're going to have a rough time in Japan. Well, they don't understand <laughs> British accents, right? Because they learn the American uh, accent mm. in English, which is a, you know it's pretty different. Um, so I think, I mean, I had a lot of people... Struggling to understand me when I first got here, until I started speaking slower and enunciated mm. things a bit more. So you're gonna have a hard time. Have you? I mean, have you ever had any issues, Pete? Your accent's not too strong, but. As it no, ever and, and also when I'm on the holiday, way.
1: I sort of adopt a very, uh, a, a very generic accent. I think anybody, I'd very much like to hear a Glaswegian uh, try to be like putting on a, um, a fancy accent, so they could be heard. <laughs> in the same way that when I'm, I'm abroad, I'm the most English person ever. Whenever I'm in America, I sort of talk like this because otherwise people can't <laughs> understand what I'm, what I'm saying. I mean, I can't in my own town. I can't order a cork because, um, people can't understand what I mean. Cork a cola. Coca um, Cola. They, they look. They look at. They look at me uh, rather strangely. I say, "Can I have a cork, please?" And they go, "What?" <laughs> so you change your accent when you go to yes. when, when you go When you go to America, you can't be heard otherwise. You can't be. You can't be understood otherwise.
2: Sound like Benedict Cumberbatch when you go to America. I yes. like this. Yes,
1: I do. Yep.
2: Correct. <laughs> if what,
1: accent gonna on, what accent are you going to put on?
2: What accent are you going to put on when you go to
1: Lithuania next week? Oh, good point, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I probably should learn a couple of words, to be quite frank. I mean, I'm only going for literally under two days, so that's Uh, not ideal, but uh, it's just uh, work just gets in the way. And to be quite frank, getting to Luton for five o'clock in the morning is a bit of a pain in the (laughs) arse. Imagine doing that, Luton Airport, London,
2: with a a 50-pound capsule. Where are you going to end up? (laughs) That would be quite fun. I'd love that. (laughs) I did that once from Europe for my friend's birthday. I wanted to treat her and... uh, I basically put all the locations on EasyJet of Europe on a screen mm. closed my eyes swished my finger around and tapped the screen and uh, it landed on the contact us button so I had to do it again right. but then it then my finger landed on can you, can you guess where it landed which city uh, in Europe there's only there's only 500 to choose from I'll give you two um, chi- two choices two chances zabruga
1: um on it's pretty close actually yeah, go and give us- <laughs> give- <laughs> <laughs> where was it? Began, it began. It began with a Z. Oh, Z-, Z-, Z Zenit Saint Petersburg. I don't know. I do not know where. Zurich in Switzerland. Zurich. Oh, that's not Zurich. That's a pretty good shout. Yeah, nice.
2: Went to Zurich for a day. A lot of chocolate. Climbed a mountain, <laughs> had lunch on a boat. It was glorious. Go to Zurich. We got a story here from Paulo. Uh, it says, "Hi there, intermittent fasting, Chris and Radio Podcast Hero Donald Peterson." My name is Paulo, and I'm Portuguese from Madeira Island. Currently living in Antwerp, Belgium. I just want to ask if there are any aspects about life in Japan that you would find uh, we could use to improve life in Europe. Uh, keep up the awesome work, guys. Portuguese. Mm. Cheers from Belgium, Paulo. <laughs> that's a very multicultural lifestyle you live there paolo i hope things are going well um all yours pete take the floor you're a man of culture
1: <laughs> well we've, we've discussed this before what would you what would you bring to europe from uh, from uh, japan and it it it's it invariably uh, one cup goes to sake, sake uh, one cup sake well you can get that here quite 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 <laughs> easily i find in japanese uh, supermarkets and chinese supermarkets and stuff it's, oh, it's just rank it's horrible cooking cooking sake i guess you'd call it um yeah we sort of talked about like infrastructure trains uh and uh, coolish that's that's mainly the, the fried chicken's good as well
2: yeah i uh i think i'm with you on the trains i i don't know what would i take uh, a collectivist mindset i don't know i i find um, the way mindset. the way people People in Japan just don't make that many mistakes. Um, My friend Mm. was getting furniture delivered to their house recently and the driver just didn't turn up on the day. Then they turned up and decided they couldn't fit the furniture through the door. Then the next day they turned up again and smashed the furniture. Uh, So three days of hell. (laughs) In Japan, when you move, the furniture people do a good job and don't break things. They arrive on time. Like people here, people here, are very predictable. They don't make mistakes. They get the job done. And I think we could take a little bit of that spirit and drag it over to Europe, particularly to the UK, where people just don't seem to give a toss. But maybe I'm generalizing because of a bad delivery driver experience. And I don't know. But yeah. That and one cup socket <laughs> Keep the questions, stories coming into Braun Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to do all over again. For now, guys, wish Pete Donaldson a pleasant trip to Lithuania. And we'll be back to hear about his stories and experiences in Lithuania next week. Have a good one. No matter <laughs> where you might be, have a good one, guys. We'll see you then. Bye for now.
1: Ta-ta. In Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.